We as consumers, we don't care. We expect a high level of service from anybody we interact with, and we're not going to place the blame on a, on a distributor as opposed to a brand or a retailer. It's all the same to us. I'm Adam Polka. And I'm Bill Denby. Together, we'll be talking to supply chain experts from around the world who are tackling challenges in their corner of the industry. We believe that people are the change makers that drive innovation. That's why this supply chain podcast is about learning from those who lead by example. We hope that the conversations you hear will inspire you to drive change within your own organization. This is the Great Supply Chain Podcast. Let's jump in. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Today, we are uh, back to dive deeper into a subject we've touched on in previous episodes. Uh, Joining Bill and I on today's episode is Guy Courtain, Vice President and Industry Principal of Retail at Texas. Uh, We're going to talk about the world of 3PLs and retail, and specifically about this hornet's nest between them uh, in the fulfillment cycle, Convergence. Convergence is... Uh, the combination of how manufacturers, distributors, and retailers are all starting to have to act the same. So with that, let's get over to Guy, and let's start with that definition. Can you expand on on what this this crazy term convergence is all about, Guy? Yeah, absolutely. And and thanks, Bill, for having me on. Um, You're absolutely right. I I think what we've seen in the past 10 10 years, maybe even 20 years, uh, and really with the advent of the internet and of digitization if, is we've seen a lot of the barriers drop when it comes to communicating, touching, interacting, working with end consumers. So the traditional sort of roles that a distributor played, a retailer played, a, a brand played have all sort of disappeared, right? Those walls have been shattered. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the ability of a brand or of a retailer or of a distributor to uh, interface with you and I or anybody else listening to this uh, has become, you know, um, almost seamless, right? We all carry around with us a supercomputer in our pockets in the form of an iPhone or an Android or or a Nokia, whatever phone we might carry. And what that means is that we have uh, unlimited 24-7 access uh, to the digital world. And what that has meant is that brands who once were reliant upon you know their retail branch to go out and interact with the consumer or with advertising things of that nature now can truly interact with us as consumers whenever and wherever we want them to so i think that's really one of the big drivers we're seeing in this notion of convergence is the ease by which we can now communicate interact build relationships with the end consumer so this convergence process, who's it really impacting and how? I mean, clearly it's impacting retailers, distributors, and manufacturers. How does it change the operations within those organizations in, in terms of how they work? Yeah, and I think it's really interesting. This is something I think that, in a way, uh, has been ignored for too long. What I mean by that is, you know, brands that were once... Uh, reliant upon a retail channel to move inventory to the end consumer, all of a sudden now, because of this digital revolution, have said, well, hey, why do I need to go through retailer X? I'm just going to go directly to consumer. And you know what? I can post my inventory on my website. I can post it on a mobile site. I can interact socially with that customer. I can take their order. I can take their money through the web. Oh, wait a minute. Now I have to actually move that inventory, that physical good from either my manufacturing facility, my DC, to that final customer, 
all of a sudden they've realized that, you know, that retailer with their physical store, with their physical infrastructure, with their supply chain knowledge, uh, we're, we're providing much more of a, of a backroom service, if you will, than was once credited for them. So a lot of these brands, what they're coming up against is the realization that while they can become a global presence, regardless if it's a you know 10-person store uh, in the middle of Birmingham, England, or Nike, right? They can become a global presence. Why? Because of the internet. But all of a sudden, the, the physical realities of having to fulfill orders is creeping up and sort of demonstrating the complexity of that part. And I think that's where a lot of what we're seeing in terms of issues when it comes to this convergence, to this desire to all go direct to consumer or the desire to build these relationships is we forget the physical aspect, the physical aspect of, you know what, it's great that I can take your order, take your money, show you inventory, build an online relationship with you. I better fulfill that order properly and profitably in order to make that sustainable. It's interesting you say that because at Texas, we've been working with distributors and 3PLs for many years, and we're seeing distributors and 3PLs almost being squeezed from both sides, where retailers are starting up brands and saying, well, don't worry about it. My distributor and my 3PL will take care of distributing, fulfilling those orders. And then you've got manufacturers saying, oh, I've got a relationship directly with the customer. Well, I'll have my distributor or my 3PL do the fulfillment. And they're getting squished from both sides. And I think that's really changing their world as well. So it's not just the retailer or the brand that's, that's getting, getting the change. It's the guy in the middle who's getting pressure from both ends. I think that's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon. And I think it's one that's not likely to change because it's very easy for these organizations to say, well, they can do it for me. It's not a problem. Right, right. And I think you're absolutely right, Bill. And I think it's, they're getting squeezed. But with that, I believe there's also opportunity. Right. So the savvy 3PLs will realize, wait a minute, you know, my responsibility isn't just to move inventory from point to point B. Maybe there's a value add service. Maybe I do some extra kidding. Maybe I take returns back. Maybe, you know, I am going to uh, use my fulfillment methodology as part of the experience. Right. So I think the 3PLs, yes, they're getting squeezed, but the smart ones will realize that just because you're getting squeezed means there's an opportunity. And those that are smart enough, I think, to mm -hmm. seize that and to find new ways to bring value to the equation will be the ones that succeed, as opposed to the ones who just kind of maybe throw their hands up in the air and say, oh, my goodness, I'm getting squeezed from both ends. You know, I'm just going to throw bodies at it and, and you know, muscle my way through it yeah. and not realize, wait a minute, th there's an opportunity here for you. Take advantage of it. So give us a prediction, five, 10 years down the line, what's going to happen? Is it just going to continue steaming along? Are we going to see a pullback? What do you think is going to happen around this marketplace? Yeah, I think absolutely the genie's out of the bottle from that standpoint, right? I, I don't see us as consumers all of a sudden sort of pumping the brake and, and saying, oh, well, we'll put you, Mr. and Mrs. You know, uh, uh, brand back in your little box. We'll put you, Mr. and Mrs. Retailer back in your box. Uh, you know, I think we as consumers now, because we have the power in our hands or, or literally in, in our phones, you know, we now expect to get what we expect, the service level, the inventory levels, where and when we want it. So now the reality is, you know, the brands, the retailers, the distributors, which one of them can step up and meet our expectations? Those are the ones that will win this equation. And I think that's what we're going to see moving forward is that there, this, this blurring of lines, this convergence will become sort of, we don't even think twice about it, right? We don't think about, oh, wait a minute, am I going to a retailer or am I going to a brand store? Or am I going to the brand website? Or 
is maybe you know uh, 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 FedEx the one delivering the product, or maybe they're holding some inventory, right? There's all kinds of things we can envision. So I think what we'll see in the next few years and continuing from there is a we're not going back, you know, to where it old the old time, so to speak, when we had sort of this linear relationship uh, in the supply chain. What we will see, however, I think is the brands, the retailers, the distributors, those that start thinking themselves, like, what else can I bring to the end consumer to make that relationship more valuable, more sticky, right? What other services might those be? And it's not necessarily just, you know, oh, I get you stuff in two hours or I get it to in two days. Maybe it's, I get it to you where and when you want it. Cause maybe Bill ordered, you know, uh, a rug for his house, but he's leaving on holiday for the next two weeks. Well, I don't want you to deliver it to me when I'm gone. I want you to deliver it to me when I'm back. Or maybe, you know, uh, Bill's going on a trip and he ordered a new pair of headphones. Well, you know what? I want you to deliver it to me at the hotel I'm going to be at, or maybe even, you know, the, the British Airway uh, check-in counter at the airport, right? So all of a sudden, what can I, as a brand, as a distributor, as a retailer do to enhance the value I bring to the end customer with regards to fulfillment, order management, all the things that we take for granted? Because now as consumers, I'm not going to blame, oh, well, you know, DHL didn't get this thing to me on time. No, no, no. It's the brand I interacted with, right? I'm going to look at you or I'm going to look at you, Mr. and Mrs. Retailer, because you didn't make, you know, the, 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 what I wanted. So I think what we're going to see again is convergence is here. It's here to stay. We're not going backwards. And now it's up to, again, all these players themselves to figure out what can we differentiate with? Because reality is we as consumers, we don't care. We expect a high level of service from anybody we interact with, and we're not going to place the blame on a, on a distributor as opposed to a brand or a retailer. It's all the same to us. So all of that is building complexity into the supply chain for the retailer, for the distributor, and for the manufacturer. Options, options, options. What advice do you have for that supply chain manager of any of these organizations where he's just holding his head in his hands and he's just going, oh, what am I going to do now? Uh, how am I going to move forward with this thing? This convergence thing is a reality. Where do I or how do I go forward with uh, embracing this, uh, this uh, new world? Absolutely. And I, 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 it's certainly a daunting task. And I, I certainly don't envy any, any folks in those positions and what they have to do. But like everything, right? This is Life isn't easy, right? I mean, business isn't easy. There's a reason why some succeed and some don't. So first and foremost, say, hey, you know, suck it up, right? But I think, again, it's look at it as an opportunity, right? Look at it as an opportunity for you as a brand owner, as someone in the retail space to basically think of new ways that you can take advantage of this new environment uh, and bring tremendous value to your end customer. And I think that is where you have to start with, right? Start with that aspect and then move from there. I also think, you know, let's take a retailer, for example, right? A retailer has to start thinking about, well, what are my relationships with the brands that I sell? What are the relationships I have with my distributors, right? Can I start doing some different things with those, those brands that I didn't do otherwise? If I'm a brand, I need to start looking, well, does my consumer really need to shop directly with me or can she still go to my retail channels, my retail partners to shop? For example, you know, if I'm a, a water distributor, do you really need to come to me directly to buy a bottle of water? Now, maybe there's a, there's a portion of it that, you know, you can do, but for the most part, I would say, you know, maybe you want to rely upon your distributors and your, and your retailers to do that. 
still build a relationship with your end customer. I'm certainly saying that is absolutely what we should all be doing because of the internet, because of digitization, build that relationship, but really give a hard look on the physical side to determine, is this something I really need to take on? Or can I continue to rely upon my third party logistics providers? Can I rely upon my retail channels? Right. And I think that's what anyone has to do an assessment of. And my last point on this bill, I would say is be true to yourself, right? What I mean by that is don't go chasing because someone else is doing X, Y, and Z. If you don't believe, or you don't make the business model for why it makes sense for you, then don't do it. Right. Too many businesses, I feel, especially in this area of convergence say, well, Hey, Under Armour just, you know, is going direct to consumer. I'm going to do the same thing. Well, yeah, but are you a billion dollar sporting good manufacturer with that brand name? Mm, maybe it's not worth you doing that. Maybe you're not ready for it. Right. So I think you really have to be true to yourself as to why are we doing this? Does it make sense for my business? And don't chase sort of the shiny object just because someone else is getting headlines and doing it. It might not make sense for you. That's great insights, Guy. Thank you so much. Um, I got to pay the bills. So I'm going to add to that list and pick the right technology partner. <laughs> yes, indeed, Bill. Uh, Guy, once again, thank you for joining us to discuss this ever-evolving topic of supply chain convergence in uh, in retail 3PL and supply chain organizations as a whole. It's great to have you on the podcast as always. Um, and everyone else, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Great Supply Chain Podcast. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us. We hope that our guests have sparked some new ideas for you and inspire you to push the boundaries for your supply chain operation. New podcasts will be published on the first of every month. And in the meantime, please reach out. We want to know your thoughts about our guests, the topics we covered, and any ideas you might have for future episodes. You can email us at texaspodcast at texas.com. Let us know if you'd be willing to join us and perhaps share your perspective as supply chain experts. And please share us with a colleague and leave us a review. We appreciate your feedback as we continue to evolve the show and line up new compelling interviews. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified as soon as a new episode goes live. Until then, this has been the Great Supply Chain Podcast. I'm Adam Polka with Texas. And I'm Bill Denby. And thank you for tuning in.